The sweet Beis Hashem. The Pasuk says, So we all know, and we'll see Beis Hashem, how much this ties in to Nyoni de Yoma of Hanukkah, that the parish is speaking about that Para had a dream, goes on to tell us, explain us the dream, and exactly what went on, and we all know what happened. It's at this stage, as a continuation from last week, that Pare asks people to interpret the dream. His interpreters come, they don't give him a good enough job. And eventually he hears about this Jew that's been in prison for many, many years, who interpreted two people's dreams, and they, they were satisfied with his interpretation. They called him out, and he rised to the godless of Yosef HaTzadik in Mitzrayim. But it really all started from this Pasuk. Although we mentioned last week that it started from even before that. But in this week's parasha. He had a dream. I want to share with you a Medrash. The Medrash, if you want to look this up, is quoted. The Argadalio, beautiful. The Medrash, the beginning of this week's parasha. Says, What does that mean? And it's a posuk by Etzim and Eve, where the Rabbi Shalom already decided, and already dedicated, already decided, when the end would come to the darkness. That's what Kate's Shom Lachoshech means. There's going to be an end. There's going to be an end. The Rabbi Shalom already decided when that end will be. What's the Pshah? That's the Medrash says in this, the beginning of this week's parasha. The Medrash explains that the Rabbi Shalom already decided how many years Yosef will be in the darkness of prison? It was already decided. It was partially decided by the Rabbi Shalom exactly how long, how many days, how many hours, how many minutes Yosef at Tzadik would be in the darkness of a prison. As soon as that time ended, Para had a dream. Now I want to explain to you what that means to us. I want to explain to you what, what this is coming from. Says the Urga, the low Pshat in the Medrash. He explains Pshat is... Most of us, when we learn the parasha, you know, parasha pshat in the Chumash. You see, oh, Parah had a dream. He couldn't find anyone to interpret it. He found Yosef, realized how clever Yosef was. He rose to Godless. Wrong. Big mistake. That's not the pshat. Says the Medrash, again, it explains by Rabbi Dalia Shah, the pshat is that the Rabbanishim decided it's now time for Yosef and Salah to leave prison. Now Parah has a dream. In other words, the Medrash is telling us that the reason that Parah had a dream was because Yosef had to get out of prison. Not the shot that Parah had the dream which led to Yosef getting out of the tribe. Wrong way around. The Rebunshim decided, okay, now it's time for Yosef to leave. Now we're going to cause Parah to have a dream. And now we're going to make sure that Yosef comes out exactly at that time. Isn't that unbelievable? You know, we look at the world certain times in certain situations and we look at events in our own lives sometimes, even in our own personal lives, and we see the way things happen. And we're like, we look at ourselves and we're like, you know, you know, take a simple example. How did I get to this yeshiva? Because somebody told me and he happened to be visiting and because of that I ended up here. No, no, no. <laughs> you, got, you, didn't, you got the wrong end of the stick. The Rabbani Shalom wanted you to be here. He ended you talking to some guy in a chasna, your parents in a chasna, that those shaykhs talking about some yeshiva that just had visited, and bang! It doesn't work the way we look at it. 
And this medrash is revealing to us a mahalach of life that we have to learn how to use. We spoke about this at the beginning of Hanukkah. But what's the shaykhis to Hanukkah? So Chazal tell us, There was darkness in the beginning of time. This is the Greeks. The Greeks' mentality was Choshech. That's what it was. The Medrash is telling us that when the Greeks dominated the land, the Rabbi already decided how long they'll be dominating it for and how long eventually they'll be finished. And the Rabbi sends messages for those people that want to listen. And that was the Hatzloch of the Hashvanoim. The Hatzloch of the Hashvanoim was they had the sensitivity to respond. They understood that's how the Rabbi Shalom runs the world. And that's the message. And we mentioned this in the beginning of Hanukkah. Hashkoch HaPratis, how the Rabbi Shalom runs the world, is something that Yavon did not want us to believe. But yet we see clearly from the Medrash in this week's parasha that it's exactly how it is. And it's exactly how we have to learn to listen to our messages in our personal lives as well. It's like, for example, if you ever went to an aeroplane and you asked to see the cockpit. I don't know if you have kids, I do it with my own kids. You know, you travel, the kids want to see, you know, the driver, they want to see the, they want to see the pilot. You ask permission before you go and you, when you finish sometimes, right nowadays they don't let you in the middle, but sometimes you can get in there. And your, your, your child or maybe yourselves will ask the pilot, I have a question for you. And I say, sure, what's the question? And say, that dial over there, what does it do? He laughs. He's like, it doesn't work that way. It's not one dial. What is it? You have to understand how this works, how that works, and that's connected to that. And then you press that dial and maybe something will happen. And it's so true in our own lives. We, we, we try to understand how things happen, but we don't realize the hashkocha process of how the Rabbanisham runs the world in a way that's perfect for our Metzias. There's a modic kavayosha. The Kavayosha brings a Ramban. It's a Baldiga story. I'm sure you've heard it before. But it's so beautiful. The Kavayosha brings a Maisa with the Ramban. That one of the Ramban's Talmidim were Rahman and They were very, very sick. Remember this? Very, very sick. And before he left the world, the Ramban came to his Talmud. He said, my dear Talmud, I'm not sure Muhammad sure you're going to be in this world. I have some questions for the Rabbani Shalom. Do me a favor. I'm going to give you a list of questions and ask these questions to the Rabbani Shalom. He says, okay, but how, do I, how am I going to get like... He says, don't worry, I'm going to give you certain words to say. It's going to lead you straight to Kisar Kovit. Ask those questions to the Rabbani Shalom. I don't understand how the Rabbani runs the world. Eventually, he came back to the Ramban in a dream after he left the world and it was some time later. He came back to the Ramban and he said to the Ramban, I'm not really allowed to come back to you. You know the way they normally start these things. And he said, listen, the, the names that you gave me, let me go higher and higher and higher until I mamash got up to Kisar Kovid. By the time I got to Kisar Kovid, I, all of your questions fell away. There were no questions anymore. Because it was just so posh, it was so obvious. It was so posh, it was so obvious. Because the way the revolution runs the world is a, is a, is a way of Ashkocha protest that we have to believe. You know, we think we're running the world. I say this all the time. I remember... I remember I was, tra- I was, think I was in, um, I don't know if it was North Carolina or South Carolina. I don't remember, in the airport there. And it was, it was amazing just to watch. There was a lady there. Um, she, was, she was in charge of the airline. And you know they do it in, nowadays they do it in like sections. You know, they let you onto the plane A, or zone A, zone B, zone C, whatever it is, right? They let you on that way. So there was this lady who Mamash held that she was the like Rosh Hashanah. She was in charge of the whole airport. She was given the job of announcing when it was going to be. But it really wasn't her because there was a loudspeaker 
up on the roof that was saying, Zone A, please come forward. But she didn't want anyone to hear that. So as soon as it started announcing it, she was shouting, Zone A! Because it was all her, her power, her her authority, that she was letting everyone in. When really it was the loudspeaker from the, you know, the manager, whatever it was, who was saying, okay, now you can come. It reminds me of the story that I've said so many times. Rabbi Shalom Shadron says over the Maisa. Rabbi Shalom Shadron said over that there was a Michigana once, the beginning of Yerushalayim, in the Knisah. Uh, to Yerushalayim, where you've got all the, you know, the way people going in all the different directions. There was a guy there who was obviously not completely with it, and he was standing directing the traffic. You know, okay, go, stop, stop, stop. Okay, now you can come. And he was like, top of the world. Look, look at me. I'm in the most, you know, most populated place in Yerushalayim. Everyone's coming in Yerushalayim. They're going out of Yerushalayim. This is where it's happening, and I'm controlling it. He didn't realize that there was a traffic circle or a robot on top of him that was going, you know, red to green all the time. And it wasn't him. It was, you know, it was on top of him. Said to Shalom Shalom, no, it's the same thing in our lives. We think we're orchestrating everything that happens. It's all because of us. We do this, this happens. You know, it's the same thing. The Chavis Salavavis discussed the Shah B'Tochen. We think that when we go to work, so we make money. No, it's the other way around. The Rebunshan wants to give you money and you have to go work to make Ishtadlis. And it happens so many times in our own lives. People ask you, oh, how did you meet your wife? Oh, it's unbelievable. I happened to be someone in the Shashatchan and they told me. No, no, no. The Rebunshan set that up because he wanted you to meet her. But we don't live life that way. Yovon taught us not to live that way. Zuchoshech, that's the darkness. That's what the Medrash says at the beginning of the parasha. The beginning of the parasha, the Medrash tells us that that's how it relates to Yovon. Because Yovon wanted to teach us the way to learn the parasha, not the way we learned it until now. We learned it that again, as I said, oh, Para had a dream, therefore Yosef went out. No, it's the other way around. That's the issue. I want to tell you more Maisa that happened a number of years ago. It was in Bnei Brak and Rechov Rabbi Akiva. And it was a very, very busy day. I'm not sure exactly what it was. It was a very busy day. And all of a sudden, there was some screaming and everyone, the traffic came to a halt. An old lady had been hit by a bus. And nobody knew who she was. Nobody recognized her. Even the locals in the area, nobody recognized who she was. And there she is, she's lying on the floor, nobody knows who she is, but everybody knows one thing, she's fighting for her life. Her solar is called, they take her to the hospital, no chance. She leaves the world. And the Shama sends to Shamayim, she's no longer amongst the living, and they can't figure out who she is. They go through her wallet, her pocket, her phone, there's no identifying details, there's no address, there's no family members, they ask around, they put up signs, they ask people, the word of mouth going around, what's going on? Nobody has a clue who she is. Eventually they announced the Leviah at 2 p.m. there's going to be a Leviah for a Mace Mitzvah. Mace Mitzvah! No family members, no friends, nothing. Nobody knew anything about her. And they make this huge Leviah. Thousands of people are coming in. Thousands of people are coming into this Leviah. It's a Mace Mitzvah. Everybody's escorting her to her final resting place. And then they come to the place and they do the Leviah, they do the Kfura. And at the end of the crew, everybody's turning to go home, and there's an old lady sort of running up the hill on the way to the Leviah. And they're like, where are you going? She's like, I'm, I'm going to this, this, this lady, I, I, I know who she is. They're like, wow, somebody's got some information about it, it's incredible, it's amazing. And they said, give us some information, give us something about it. Tell us something about it. And she said, I'll tell you. I met this woman in the Warsaw Ghetto. And during that time, there were people who died, especially children who died daily all over the streets. And it was dangerous to go out and get these children or these adults and schlep them in and bury them. It wasn't a very, it was, it was dangerous. No one did it. But this lady, this lady, she risked her life to go and do it. She risked her life to go and bury Yiddish children, Yiddish people, to give them the kvura 
that they deserved. And how amazing she said it is. I see thousands of people paying their last respects, being at the Kavu and the Leviah of this woman that nobody knew. But the Rabboni Shalala made it in the situation that she got paid back exactly what she did. Rabbi Sai, the Medrash in this parish is teaching us the opposite of Yovan, the opposite of what Yovan, the Greeks, were represented, which was, don't think that your life is led in the way you, that it goes. Oh, I do this and therefore this happens. The Rabboni Shalom has ordained everything to happen. There's exeru, there's hashkocha protas, and every single thing that happens in the world is because the Rabboni Shalom wanted it to happen and made it happen. And that's the message of this week's parasha. And that's specifically the message of Hanukkah. It's the message of Ashkocha Pratis, of realizing that everything comes for a purpose, with a reason, with a cheshbon. And Ba'ez Hashem, if we live this message, as we said in the beginning of Hanukkah, we mentioned how Hashem it is, that if we leave Hanukkah with just this idea, and it's a chizik, and that's exactly what the menorah was. It's a chizik that the shechina was shoyra al yisrael. That's the that's the menorah, and that's why we like the menorah because that's what it gives us that chizik of understanding and realizing that everything comes from the rabbi shloinim. Let's mechazik our lives. Let's recharge those batteries, and let's realize going through the winter now. It's still dark. It's still cold. It's still going to be the choshech. But out of the Chayshev came the light of Hanukkah. And that light of Hanukkah lights up our lives in Ashkoch HaProtis in understanding that the Rabbi Nishan runs every aspect of our life. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.